final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. BYU gets the win, 52-43. They are now 2-0 in the West Coast Conference this season. Welcome in to Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust. The Cougars improving to 14-3 overall. And as Greg mentioned before we went to break, now you got a big road swing coming up next week at Gonzaga on Thursday, at San Francisco on Saturday. Should be a fun one next week, but let's enjoy this victory tonight as BYU takes down the Gales. All right, fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Because BYU won tonight, use the promo code BYU50, that's BYU50, at PapaJohns.com on Monday, and you are going to receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location, Monday only. Earlier today at the Marriott Center, it's been a pretty good day at the Marriott Center for BYU basketball. The women hosting the Pacific Tigers, and this was really uh, not much of a game after the first quarter. BYU had a 20-point lead after the end of the first quarter, 30-10. to They would go on to route Pacific 94 to 68, so congratulations to them. BYU men's volleyball playing their second match of the new season. Both of the matches have been against Penn State. Unfortunately, it's another three-set sweep for the Cougars. Uh, Penn State getting the win 25-21 in set number one, 25-19 in set number two, and 26-24 in set number three. So BYU men's volleyball has played six sets, and they have not won a single set to this point. Uh, this is a team that uh, Sean Olmstead said it's going to take a little bit of time. They know they've got talent, but it's young talent. Uh, so this is something that uh, that he expects as the season progresses. You'll start to see this team uh, starting to gel a little bit, uh, but off to a, a rough start, obviously, in the first two matches against Penn State. All right, back to college basketball and locally, the University of Utah at home hosting Washington State. The Cougars in red get the win over the Utes, 77-61 is the final score. Utah now 8-8 eight eight on the season, 1-5 in Pac-12 play. Utah Valley facing Dixie State. Wolverines get the win in Orem, 79-71. And Utah State rallies to force overtime at New Mexico. And the Aggies get the win, 90-87 in overtime. So congratulations on a nice comeback victory for Utah State. Top 25 action. Everything is a final. Number four, Gonzaga defeating Pepperdine at the Kennel, 117 to 83. Number one, Baylor winning at TCU, 76 to 64. Miami upsets number two, Duke, 76 to 74. Number three, Purdue gets the win, 74 67 at Penn State. Fifth ranked, UCLA winning at Cal, 60 to 52. Number 25, Texas Tech. 
Upset sixth-ranked Kansas, 75-67. Number nine, Auburn, taking down Florida, 85-73. The Oklahoma Sooners beating 11th-ranked Iowa State, 79-66. Houston, 12th-ranked in the country, defeating Washington, excuse me, Wichita State, 76-66. Oklahoma State gets the home win over the Texas Longhorns, 64-51. The Missouri Tigers winning in Columbia over number 15, Alabama, 92-86. 16th-ranked Providence over St. John's, 83-73. Number 16, Kentucky, defeating the Georgia Bulldogs, 92-77. I would imagine most uh, Bulldog fans are awaiting the national championship game um, uh, coming up on Monday against Alabama. Still don't want to lose, but I'm sure they've, uh, they're have they focusing on football, at least for another couple of days. Number 18, Tennessee, at number 21, LSU. The Tigers taking down the Volunteers, 79-67. Number 19, Villanova winning at DePaul, 79-64. San Diego State upsets 20th-ranked Colorado State in the Mountain West Conference. Listen to this score, 79-49, a 30-point drubbing by the Aztecs over the Rams. And a final in overtime, Seton Hall over UConn, 90-87. All right, coming up next, night in the NBA, including the Utah Jazz at Indiana and two NFL games to get you ready for the final week of the NFL regular season. We'll go over it all when we come back. BYU gets the win over St. Mary's tonight, 52-43. Back after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. BYU gets the win, 52-43 over St. Mary's, improving to 2-0 in the West Coast Conference. Tonight in the National Basketball Association, the Utah Jazz trying to avoid a two-game losing streak after falling last night to the Toronto Raptors. They were in Indiana taking on the Pacers. A hot start by DeMontis Sabonis, former Gonzaga Bulldog, got the Pacers out to a big lead. The Jazz, they were good enough to get back in this game, but just never good enough to get over the hump. They fall at Indiana, 125-113. to That's now a two-game losing streak for the Jazz. In the loss, 36 points, two rebounds, and nine assists for Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz wrapping up the five-game road trip on Monday at Detroit. Elsewhere tonight, Grizzlies winning over the Clippers in L.A., 123-108. Hornets win at home over the Champs, the Bucks, 114-106. Pistons defeat the Magic in Detroit, 97-92. Celtics get a little revenge after losing to the Knicks on a buzzer beater just the other night. They get the win in Boston over the Knicks, 99-75. And this is good news for the Jazz. The Suns lose at home to the Miami Heat. Heat get the win in the Valley of the Sun, 123-100. Also, jump start on Week 18 in the National Football League. Two games today, both finals, one in the AFC, one in the NFC. We'll start in the AFC in Denver. The Broncos hosting the Chiefs. The Chiefs get the win 28-24 over the Broncos. The Chiefs secure at least the number two seed in the AFC postseason. In the NFC, the Cowboys get a big win over the Eagles 51-26. Five touchdown passes for Dak Prescott. 
in the victory. And with those touchdown passes, he passes Tony Romo for the most touchdown passes in a season in Dallas Cowboys history. All right, that's a wrap for Cougar Post Game Live after the break. Back next door to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Locker Room Show, your final tonight from Provo, BYU, defeating St. Mary's 52-43, and you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive postgame coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Marcelo, angle left. Marcelo, elbow Game. jumper. Got it! The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Now let's head back to the Bilt Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back courtside. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show. We have Alex Barcelo coming up as our Locker Room Show guest. AB is working his way through the throng of well-wishers and autograph seekers, and he'll be here shortly enough. The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment. Brady Industries, honestly better. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com. you could get Alex's autograph for me, Greg? I know him. I, I, I could put in a word, <laughs> you know, make that happen. Uh, he's just the coolest man. Uh, Alex Barcelo, how fun is he? He didn't have the greatest night from the three-point line, but was very aggressive and made a lot of things happen. And He's just a heck of a guy. Eight points, eight rebounds, four assists, and a plus five on the night in 31 minutes and 36 seconds. He played more than any other BYU player tonight. He is Alex Barcelo, and he's coming around to have a seat and pop on the headset with us and spend a few moments in the Cougar locker room show. A.B., congratulations on a really big win for this team. And, you know, BYU and St. Mary's proved tonight that you can have a game scoring in the 50s and 40s and still have it be exciting and entertaining and full of energy. That was a lot of fun out there tonight. Oh, my gosh. We, we knew coming into this game it was going to be a, a physical battle, and uh, these guys just we, – we really had the right mindset coming into this game. So it was, it was super um, energetic. It was super fun the entire game. It's kind of nice when you come in knowing what you're in for, right? Because mentally you're already kind of prepared for that kind of a game, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And that's, that's what the coaches were preparing us with and just known by the history of, you know, kind of the back and forth games that we've had there and here. And um, I know we finally got a win there last year um, at their place, which is extremely hard. Um, but they're, they're just a really tough team, and they, they play a style of – of game where you know they they slow the the tempo down and you know they they try to run the shot clock out but uh these these guys i mean we we really kind of um you know got them got them riled up because we, we were playing in heavy gaps and, and knowing which guys were driving we i mean i just the, the scout that we had and, and the, the way that coach figure prepared us was was really great there was so much going on defensively out there tonight i'm glad you brought up the game you won at st mary's last year because in that game do you know how many threes byu made for the night uh we might have made like two one one. Okay, one for 10 last year there. Oh, wow. One for 13 here tonight, proving wow. there are other ways to win games other than just having to knock every shot down. It's not going to be a three-point night against St. Mary's for a lot of teams, but you find a way to get it done that way. No, definitely, and they're a team that that likes to take away assists. Um, I, you know, they're, I think, ranked number 12th in uh, defense in the country right now, so we knew that coming into the game that we were going to have to play with extremely great pace, and I think these guys executed it really well. There was a stretch in the first half where we weren't, we weren't our, our space was a little bit messed up but then then we you know out, out of the media timeout we cleaned that up and just kept it going well alex fantastic win i mean that is it's fun to win and it's funner to beat those guys i know 
And, uh, you know, listen, they're a tremendous defensive team. You know that it's going to be a tough night from three, likely, and you're going to get limited opportunities. But I thought uh, you and Tijon and Seneca and Gideon and Trevin really did a nice job when they took it away to take it into the paint and get shots. In the, was that kind of the strategy against a team like St. Mary's? No, yeah, definitely. That's that's what our coaches were telling us all week is we were going to have to get in the paint and then play off two because the way that they guard, they really make it a two-man game. So they're, you know, they're in gaps, but then they're they're fanning out to our perimeter guys. So, I mean, just the way that, I mean, Seneca had a great game tonight and he was so physical in the paint, just like you said. And then Trevin getting the and one towards the end. Tijon driving in, um, finish off the glass. It was, it was really, it was really fun. And then the, you know, the threes that we missed, Foose was, and Caleb were there to clean it up. And, and Gideon got in there and got a couple of rebounds. It was, it was really, I just, I thought that we, we attacked this game and approached it the right way. How did you guys approach being down 7 nothing at the first media? <laughs> you know, we knew that there was going to be stretches that, that, you know, where we were going to have to battle frustration, and that's what these coaches always tell us. You know, Pope, Pope always tells us, turn frustration into fight. And uh, coming out of that, that first media, uh, we, we kind of knew that, you know, we had to change our pace. We had to, to lock in more on scout. Um, you know, they were, they were going to get a couple buckets. And uh, Toss, he's a really great post player. Um, just being able to dig and, and help our bigs out on him, I thought we did a really good job while still being there on the catch and catching the move on the perimeter guys. You guys have suddenly found a knack for scoring right at the halftime horn all of a sudden. <laughs> it seems like every game you're going into the locker room off some big shot. Yeah, no, it, it, it's fun. I, I think it gives us great uh, energy and momentum coming into the second half. Well, you're a good offensive player, obviously, Alex. But, man, eight rebounds tonight. One, you came in flying through the sky and you like Foose out there getting that rebound, <laughs> reaching up with one hand, grabbing I mean, did you? I mean, obviously that's important, but was it kind of a focus on the guards to, to kind of come down and help those big guys to secure rebounds, especially late, because that was that was tough late. You know, St. Mary's was getting some second chance opportunities, and that was a big rebound. Yeah, no, I, I told Fusi he's got to share a couple. I mean, he's getting too many. No, no, yeah, no, that's what the coaches told us. You know, we were going to have to get in there and hit, um, help our bigs out, just like you said, um, getting getting low and getting into their, their legs and just trying to drive them out without fouling um, and then just chasing down the rebounds. There was a, Oh, I'm sorry. One other thing, you can finish that. Another play I loved was you got switched on to toss late, and they tried to lob it in, and you got a body into him. And that's tough for a smaller guy to, to be so physical. I thought that was a big play in the game, too. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Finish your answer. No, yeah, and again, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to be like Foose. You know, I was thinking a 7-3 wingspan when I when I made that play. But, um, no, I just thought, like like the coaches did on, on the play that you were talking about, you know, we, we V-backed, and, and we, were, we were talking it back, you know, veer back. If, if they get below the WCC and um, – you know, the, the guard gets clipped on the screen, then the, the big takes him, and then I'm calling V back, and then we switch, and I'm just trying to drive that big out while our while our big man's handling the guard. And then if they kick it out the perimeter, then we're just, you know, switching at the right time. But, no, I definitely think that it, just the way that these coaches prepared us was, was really good for this game. Visiting with Alex Barcelo on the Cougar Locker Room Show. We'll take a brief break. We'll come back and have some closing comments from AB after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 52, St. Mary's 43. Cougs open up 2-0 in the WCC for the first time in the Alex Barcelo era. Certainly first time since 2016-17. Cougars are 2-0 in league. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show brought to you by Visible Supply Chain Management. From freight to packaging to fulfillment to small parcel services, Visible is driven to reimagine the entire supply chain. Visible Supply Chain Management, a Maersk company. Learn more at visiblescm.com. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant visiting with Alex Barcelo. Alex, eight points, eight boards, and four assists for BYU on the night. BYU led in assists by AB's four. So 
you and Tommy Cousy on the floor together tonight and not for the first time. You are from Corona del Sol High School in Tempe. He's from Mountain View in Mesa. You guys had battles, probably not too many, but occasionally you'd face each other. He was a second-team All-Stater. You were a first-team All-Stater. You both end up playing in the WCC. What's it like to see him doing what he does for St. Mary's now? No, it's really cool. I, I think the basketball world is really small, and uh, just being able to connect, connect with a guy and um, play him at the Division One level, it's it's extremely fun. And, uh, you know, it's, it's as competitive as this game is, just knowing that we played against each other in high school and games were competitive there in Arizona. It's just it's it's really cool to look back and just, you know, see a guy that you're playing against that you've known from, you know, four or five years ago. And I learned today that your high school nickname shares with a school that BYU doesn't like a whole lot. They were the Aztecs <laughs> at Corona del Sol, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. So Corona you were an Aztec, Aztec at one time. Yes, I was. <laughs> I'm happy to be a Cougar now. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Speaking of the other Aztecs, San Diego State, they beat CSU by 30 today. I saw that. That's, that's good for us. Good for BYU. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. Got to talk about my man, Trevin Nell. Since he got in the starting lineup, his numbers have been off the chart. And, you know, you talk about the one for 13 tonight. He hit the one that kind of got you guys off the snide early. That was a big shot, in my opinion. And maybe maybe talk a little bit about Trevin and what he, how he's playing and what he brings to this team. Yeah, no, he's just, he's just a guy who wants to play the right way. And uh, I think that's why he's doing so well, you know, because um, – everybody's saying how you know we believe in him we believe in him to to hit shots to to get driving lines like he did today and get, and get that and one we believe in him to play defense and uh i just think that he he knows that the team is backing him up on that and the coaches are backing him up on that so he's he's doing extremely well and uh he, he just looks like he's having fun out there mark pope's byu teams meaning your byu teams because you and coach pope started together you've played you've played in 36 home games 33 and 3 is the record you and your teammates and Coach Pope and his staff been able to put together here in Provo? That's pretty remarkable. Wow, that's that is man. I wouldn't have guessed that, but yeah, that's that's nice to hear. 33 <laughs> and three, and tonight's crowd was 17,500 plus. What can you say for Cougar Nation that's been supporting BYU so well all year long here in this building? Man, they're they're like a sixth man for us. You know, they just they help us win games, and it's just. It's extremely hard. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of teams in our league that, you know, maybe see anywhere from three to 5,000 uh, people and just seeing them come into an arena like this that can seat 18,000 people and, and it's packed on any given night. It's just, I don't know, I think that it, it makes a huge difference in just the energy from, from floor to ceiling that they give us uh, throughout the entire 40 minutes. It's, it's really, really remarkable, and, and I'm just happy to be able to play in front of a crowd like that. You go from the fr frying pan into the fire a little bit next week. You go to Gonzaga and San Francisco, and you've played Gonzaga a few times now. You've beaten Gonzaga. You've lost to Gonzaga. What do you think, without maybe, I don't, I don't know how much you know about them this year, but what do you think has is, is kind of been the key to having success against Gonzaga? When BYU plays well, what did you do well? You know, obviously defense, trying to contain them, rebounding, just Hit, hitting first, hitting second, and just going and, and grabbing rebounds, um, knowing that every guy on their roster is, is a threat offensively. And uh, they, they always have highly talented guys. But just be just being able to lock in on the defensive end and, and, and then play with pace on the offensive end, I think that that's what's going to help us a lot. Um, but mainly our, our it, all of our energy is going to come from the defensive side of the ball, and I think that's how we're going to beat them. Gonzaga played uh, Pepperdine uh, tonight. In the, the Zags Conference opener, they beat uh, the Waves 117-83. to 83. That's a 200-point game. 117-83. to 83. They went for 200. 
BYU and St. Mary's didn't get to 100 tonight in this game. That's a crazy game in basketball, isn't it? One team can go for 200 and one team can go for under 100. It's so crazy. Playing the same game. I think that's why this game is so much fun because on any given night you, you can play a different style of play. Right. And uh, it just helps you grow as a, as a player and, and as a team. And I, I think it's really going to help us as we make this stretch going into, into March. It's a long conference season, but 2-0 and feels pretty good. Just to get off to a nice solid start, right? No, it's it's extremely good feeling. And, and we're just, you know, every win is so hard for us. And, and we're just happy because um, we're taking it day by day. But to, to be able to start off like we did, you know, it's 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 given us energy and momentum and confidence to, to you know, going into next week. Congrats to you and the boys again, Alex. Well done. And we will see you on the road. Thank you. All right. That's Alex Barcelo and our Cougar Locker Room Show. Coach Mark Pope is next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. Also by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Ten consecutive home wins for BYU. Four consecutive home wins over the St. Mary's Gales for BYU. The Cougs have now beaten the Gales in five of the last uh, five, yeah, four of the last five games overall. As BYU goes to 14-3 on the year, 2-0 on the West Coast Conference. First 2-0 start for BYU in league in five years. Head coach Mark Pope is with us. Coach Pope, congratulations to you and the guys on, a, on a, just a tremendous, well-learned, hard-fought, such a grind of a win tonight. Yeah, you know, these these uh, St. Mary's games just are uh, – I'm getting more and more fond of them because, you know, I think when, I, I think when we first joined this league, we kept thinking – we're, we're going to find a way to control the pace of the game. Like we're not going to play. We're not going to. We're not going to play this pace of the game. We're, we're going to find some way to to change it. And then at some point we're just like, you know what? Forget it. We just we're, let's just go win this way. And and the the rewarding thing about winning this way is it is just guts and physicality and fight and you know dealing with frustration and and uh, being together and. You know, we're down 07. We haven't scored. Did we score before the media? I don't even think we no, scored before media, the media. You were down, down. Seven. You know, and and the guys were just like, "Yep, yeah, we know. Let's, let's go. We'll keep fighting, and we'll be fine." And and uh, these are really special games. I have so much respect for Randy, uh, what he's doing and done, and these young men at St. Mary's. They battle so hard and they play so together. These are really special games. It was fun to win it. Winning this way can sometimes mean seven assists on 22 makes. Winning this way can mean one for a 13 from deep. Winning this way can mean getting out-rebounded, still finding a way to keep the game where you needed to be. Yeah, it, you know, I, I was actually I was super proud of us because we actually got some work done in transition. That's really hard to do against this team. We got a little bit of work done, uh, and that was really important for us. And we, we actually left a little bit on the table. We had a couple rim runs that we didn't finish. And... Um, We'll get better at that. We wanted to find ways to just steal a basket here and there, and the guys did a nice job with that. Also, 
you know, it's a game that is is built. You know, we talked about this in pregame about the fact that they let, give up less assists. They're the sec. They give up the second least assists of any team in the country, which is just such an interesting style. Assist per field goal maker. That's yeah. right. And it was um and and Seneca Knight. I've been talking to Seneca for for weeks. I'm like, hey, you know, you're a different player. You're different than what we've had. You downhill in isolation with your physicality playing off two feet at the rim, and he had some plays that were really important for us. I was super proud of him. Meaning he doesn't need the assist yeah, in that in instance. It, and, and that's what they force you to make yeah. a play without a teammate. And, and he's actually he's big enough and physical enough and skilled enough to actually go convert that way. And there's not many people. I mean, St. Mary's a top 10 defense team. There's not many people in the country that are. So I thought he was special. I thought Tijon did a great job getting downhill. I thought Trevin Nell did a great job. Had, had probably the biggest play of the game when we were really stuck in the second half. Did a great job getting downhill. Alex Barcelo. You know, we, we kind of had to say, Alex, you're not allowed. Like, you have to just get in the lane and actually throw it out. You got to. Just go do it. And, and he, he actually got us going, you know, uh, in this second five-minute segment of the first half. So proud of all those guys get downhill and, and everybody fighting. 28 points in the first half. That's not a lot, obviously. You got one guy that's a double-figure scorer. There's not a lot of points in the game. But what I like about that 28 points, you had eight different guys score in the first half. Everybody contributed. You just went down a list of guys. One guy, though, I want you to talk about that I really thought played great tonight was Atiki Ali Atiki. I thought he came in, made a difference, did a great job on Toss, was active, three block shots. You got to love to see that improvement and see where where his trajectory is going. I think we talked about it post game together on the radio uh, after the Pacific game that we were going to need a Tiki to play for us, and uh, and we needed him, man. He, we haven't given him this many minutes all season. We really needed him to respond and be great. And Triple A, man, you know what I mean? When you're in trouble, call Triple A. They're here. <laughs> he was incredible. He was perfect in his defensive assignment tonight. He challenged every catch. Uh, he really made Toss's life difficult. Um, he, his rim protection is unbelievable. He's, you know, less than 15 minutes. He's got three blocks and three, uh, three altered shots. You can feel it's really interesting, right? Because when you look at him, you don't see incredible length. But when you're going, like when you watch him play, you're seeing some length out there, aren't you? Challenging and altering shots. And he, he was ball first on his weekend down assignments. I was so proud of him. He didn't miss a bottom couple rebounds uh, a couple hit first he could have got might have been the only thing I would change um, but for him to come perform this way in this game we have no chance of winning without him he was he was extraordinary in a game against St. Mary's possessions will be limited so the turnover percentage becomes a really big number and St. Mary's tonight turned it over on almost the same percentage of plays positions in which they scored yeah. their turnover percentage number was 30 percent 19 turnovers and yeah. when you only get 60 odd possessions being that active defensively is a huge part of this win. Yeah, I thought Tijon was unbelievable. You know, one of the ways they bail themselves out is uh, Johnson gets downhill. He's so explosive and so quick. And Tijon caught every move. Even navigating a screen, even like in a, in a week where he's kind of forcing one side and then having to go all the way under and actually catch the move. I thought Tijon was incredible tonight. Um, you know, I thought our guys' hands and gaps were really special. Like our timing, you know, Toss is working in the post. And our timing, you know, he, he's such a great passer and they're such a good offensive split team that you can't just go double right away. And you, it's, it's tricky when to fully commit. And, and so our guys' timing on the digs was really good, knocking balls loose. And then our gap defense is guys were driving. We got a lot of hands on balls. I thought it was really special. I thought it was a really special effort by our guys. Um, you know, I – 
Alex Barcelo has been such an improved defensive player this year. In the last couple games, he's been rather average, and tonight he was extraordinary. Underneath out-of-bounds plays, you know, they're over a one-point per possession underneath out-of-bounds. We didn't actually game scheme plan for anything. We just kept our rules and said, Alex, you got to actually handle every cutter as underneath out-of-bounds help guy. And he actually was anticipating every cut. That was just one example of all the ways his defensive game was so high IQ tonight. It was really special. Uh, a couple of things to add on to that. I thought tonight's kind of, like you mentioned, Tijan, guarding the ball, staying in front, not requiring a lot of help. But when the screen came, the, I thought the big men really helped the right okay. way. And you had backside coming. Maybe explain what you expect from your big guys against a team like St. Mary's that relies so much on that penetration. Well, I'll give you an example. So I'm having uh, I'm having night sweats the last 36 hours uh, about um, – about, uh, having foul trouble, um, specifically Foos getting in foul trouble, because what, what we're in is in this week down package that we were in almost the whole night tonight, um, it, in the ball screen, the guard is forcing uh, the, the defender one way and the big is there to meet him. And and one of the things that, Gonza, uh, that uh, St. Mary's is so good at is they'll drag it out and get you downhill and bring two defenders in, and then they'll hit toss late, hit him over the top, hit him whatever. And so we spent a lot of time, I mean, in a in a, you know, 36-hour prep as much time as you can working on V-backs, which is like you're fighting the switch. You don't want the switch. You want to recover, but if they get to the WC, if they get inside the 10-foot circle, then it's a V-back, and the big has to actually handle it. So we actually talked to the staff. We were more worried about Foose and Atiki picking up fouls on the V-back switch where they're managing the guard than we were about just guarding Toss one-on-one. It's super, like, I was super terrified of it. So uh, Burge and Cody did an unbelievable job work with those guys in, in a practice and a walk-around about just stay down and move your feet for the first move and the second move. And we only picked up one foul the whole night, actually, with our big matchup at the guard inside 10 feet. And that, Mark, is what you're talking about, was super special about our bigs. They were special, special that way tonight. And our V-backs were solid. Our guards really fought to size, and, and we didn't get exploited at all that way. You had a big V-back. Alex was talking about this late with him and the guy that turned over trying to go to – Yep. Yep. It was huge, actually. Foose and AAA combined for only five fouls. Foose still has no more than three fouls in any game and is averaging only one and a half per game for doing what he does and is asked to do is remarkable. How about as, Foose, as a rookie? How about Foose's play with three seconds left? You know, when you talk so our number one thing on the board, every time we don't even we don't even need to do a scout against St. Mary's. It's just toughness. It is like, can you be as tough or tougher than they are? That is the whole gameplay, because they that's just what they breathe and live. And so Foose. You know, Foose was a freshman in the first couple of minutes of the game, right? It's just, yeah. and of course, he's a freshman. He's supposed to be a freshman, right? And so then we get down to the last three seconds of the half, and we've had, like, our guys have made unbelievable plays the last few seconds of halves recently. And Foose is in a, he's got a loose ball. It's him and three St. Mary's players, and freshmen never come up with that ball. And just his toughness to win that 50 50 ball and finish it was really extraordinary. Mark Pope is our guest. Is the Cougar postgame coaches show brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. More with the coach coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar postgame coaches show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
All right, the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show continues. Time now for a look at our Economics Partners Valuable Stat of the Game. Brought to you by Economics Partners, BYU's accounting program nationally ranked. So it's no surprise one of the nation's top business valuation firms is run by diehard BYU fans. Need a valuation for your business? Go to econpartners.com. Uh, we're going to choose the number 10 tonight for 10 consecutive home wins dating back to last season. And Coach Mark Pope, tonight there was a crowd of nearly 18,000 on hand to help BYU over the top against St. Mary's, 52-43. to 43. I said this in the, in the post-game media. Uh, like, I, I'm forcing myself right now. I never do this, but I'm forcing myself to just – I told the staff before we came, I'm like, guys, take a second. I know we're so dialed in, like, it's, it's how we are. We, we can't see anything else. But just take a second at some point in this game and just look around this building. And um, it just is – this is what you dream of as a player and you dream of as a coach. And most of us work our whole lives as a player and a coach, and you never get to compete in this environment. I'm so happy for St. Mary's. I'm happy for Pacific. I'm Because these guys get a role in here, and they're not getting this experience – Anywhere else in their college career, it is magic, man. And it makes it makes basketball so fun. So we're so grateful, and it's really wonderful. Coach, the uh, first-place team in the conference will Let's take go. on Gonzaga next yes. uh, Thursday. <laughs> yes. Uh, listen, I mean, you've been through this a lot of times. Um, what are some of your keys for performing well against Gonzaga? What has to be done to play well against uh, Gonzaga and, and, and win that game? Well, in our recent history, the most important thing is we have to find a way not to be down 16 in the first two minutes. If, if we can do that, that's a major step forward because the last two times we've gone up there, it's just been a, it's just been a, like a, a, just been a storm, right? It's been a hurricane uh, of activity, us turning the ball over, us not guarding in transition, uh, you know, us not taking care of three-point line. So the first thing we have to do is we got to actually, our first four minutes are massively important. Now, in those games, we found a way to work our way back in it, but it just it just puts such pressure on us uh, to try and find make things work. Uh, so, we, you know, we, we, we got to manage the start of this game. And then there's, you know, interesting enough, with all the incredible things they do, they're just so tough on the glass. They're just so good on the glass. We got to find an answer for that. Uh, and then if, if we have three more hours, I can tell you all the other issues we have to deal with the, with the Zags. <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, you began tonight the back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back gauntlet that is St. Mary's, Gonzaga, San Francisco, the three other teams projected to be in the field with you here in a couple of months. Yep, uh, it's, it's a special league this year. It's a really special league, and, and uh, the league did us a favor. They said, you know what we're going to gonna have you guys play a back-to-back-to-back, which is great. Bring it. I mean, we love challenges, man. We love them. So uh, this, is, this, this road trip is, is, is the toughest road trip in our league by the numbers right now. I think we're the only team that's actually making this back-to-back -back road trip and uh, we're super excited about it. So let's go and uh, we'll take on take 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 on the challenge. That's what we live for as college athletes is a challenge like this, and this is a really, really special challenge coming up for us. Coach Pope, I'm showing you on my phone the current up-to-the-minute WCC standings. How does that look It to looks you? to me like BYU is at the top of the list. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, man, you got to celebrate the little victories, baby. Come on, let's go. Well, Coach, a tremendous night for you and the guys. Uh, A.B. was surprised by the number when I gave it to him. Um, again, this is you and he are on the same trajectory. You've yep. coached and played 36 games together at home. 33-3 and three is the home record now yeah, it's, uh, in the last three years. This, this home crowd in this building is such an incredible advantage, and our guys respond. You know, Trevin Nell gave the pregame speech today, 
and he talked about uh, that's exactly what he talked about he talked about the fact that we get to play in this building and we have to honor this building and protect this building it was actually really good I was super proud of him and here he is you know he gives an unbelievable pregame speech and makes the most important play of the game and it's special you guys had fun tonight didn't you had a blast oh, man you guys had fun listen I get I get caught up in these rivalries yeah. and and yeah I mean it's special to beat St. Mary's yeah. and Gonzaga and really anybody but man I get a little special satisfaction beating St. Mary's. You know I'm gonna tell you this and, and it's 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 because of the incredible amount of respect that we have for yeah. this program. But you think about the moments in this gym. So it's it's interesting because some of the most you know uh, this floor got replaced this year and so we cut up a bunch of pieces and gave them pieces. We sent Matthew Delavadova his uh, his 50 foot. Oh, Cool. Uh, we said we gave T.J. Hawes his game winner here. Um, uh, the, you remember Zach Sellies had the block at the end of that game right here on this corner. But there's so many. It's it's one of the ways I remember games. There's so many specific spots on the court that that you know is being a part of this rivalry. Uh, I'll never forget, and um, it, it really is special. And you love opponents that make you do special things to win, and these these St. Mary's Gales do. Beautiful night. We'll see you next week, Coach. Let's go, boys. All right, that's Mark Pope. We'll come back and hear from the St. Mary's coaching staff after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, the BYU 52, St. Mary's 43 is our final score tonight here at the Marriott Center. You've heard from head coach Mark Pope from BYU, Alex Barcelo as well. Time now to get the word from the other side of the court. St. Mary's assistant coach Mickey McConnell uh, spoke with Alex Jensen, St. Mary's fine radio broadcaster a short time ago. We're going to thank Alex for the piggyback on this one. So that, that allowed our intern, Jake Roper, to pop the recorder down and get essentially uh, Alex's conversation postgame with Coach Mickey McConnell. So here now, St. Mary's radio broadcaster, Alex Jensen, and Coach Mickey McConnell after BYU's win over the Gales tonight. Mick, I, I think I already know what you're going to say. I mean, you're going to point to the 19 turnovers and say that's a big reason we shot 29%. So I'll, I'll open the floor to you on that point. No, it's uh, it's 100% right. I mean, 19 turnovers in any game is going to be tough to win, um, especially on the road. Um, having said that, we, I mean, defensively, we, we did the job. Oh, boards, we did the job. Um, and taking care of the ball, you know, I thought, I thought we... We, we hung on to the ball a little bit too much. We tried to force some things. Um, we got we took some bad shots. I thought um, so. Yeah, that was that was the, the big big issue offensively. And um, yeah, having said that, we cut it to seven. We had a chance to cut it to four late. With two uh, we had two open threes. So we got to get better there. We got to keep working. Um, I thought we did a really nice job in the O boards, toss and sacks and, yeah. and uh, Luke Barrett when he came in. Luke Bear was a shot of life, man. I mean, he, he came in and immediately, you guys went, I think it was a 9-2 to two run to cut it to a seven-point game. I mean, that's a guy who's really been only get, been, getting, been getting minutes in mop-up time, and tonight he really made a difference. Yeah, he was he was big for us tonight. He, he came in, he gave us energy, he crashed the glass, he was good on defense, um, and, yeah, he, he, he played well. I mean, so he, he's, he's done it all year in practice, um, so... I don't think we were too surprised on that, and but he definitely gave us a shot of life. I thought Toss really competed, um, obviously on the O boards, and just in general, I thought he competed hard. But yeah, we got to we got to play better. We got to take care of the ball. Um, to, to win games like this, you got to you got to do the little things. First career double double, by the way, from Matthias Toss. Not sure if you knew that. Career high with 15 rebounds. 
Um, so, so the turnovers and the, and the shooting percentage, I mean, you mentioned the, the shot selection, but how much do those kind of go hand in hand? Because we've seen you guys kind of overcome some turnover issues to really, uh, you know, I think the Missouri State game was a good example where you played really well offensively in the second half, and you did that to start the second half before, you know, tailing off obviously at the end. But how much do those go hand in hand? You mentioned the shot selection, but the turnovers, I mean, it didn't really seem like you gave yourself a chance to get into a rhythm in that first half. Yeah, no doubt. You, you, you turn the ball over, you, you know, there's empty possessions, you get a, you get out of rhythm a little bit and um, so I mean it's, it's it's huge for us we got to take care of it we have good players offensively if we can fight for great shots um, I thought we didn't do a great job of just kicking out and just reattacking and um, but yeah the, the turnovers then kind of lead to some bad shots you get a little bit stagnant and the guys try to force it a little bit so I think it happened a little bit tonight, but credit to them. They, they guarded us hard. Um, they played well. Um, and then I thought us, we did a, a good job on the defensive end. We held them to 52. Obviously, good, held them to pretty low percentages. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we just got to offensively got to pick it up a little bit. Did a great job. All right, that is uh, assistant coach Mickey McConnell from uh, St. Mary's. And our thanks again to Coach McConnell and Alex Jensen, St. Mary's radio broadcaster. Appreciation to Alex for letting us join in and record that conversation he had with Coach McConnell a short time ago. And appreciation to intern uh, Jake, Jake Roper, for getting that done for us as well. And that will bring us to the end of our broadcast tonight. Thank you for being along with us uh, all night long. We thank our crew back at BYU Radio, our control board operators, Andrew Hare and Tanner Graff. Our studio control coordinators are those two guys tonight. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Our studio host, Jason Shepard. Our engineer, Barry Squires. And our broadcast intern at BYU Radio was Bryce Noakes tonight. Jake handled things here at the Marriott Center. And Alex Barcelo were with us uh, post-game as well. We uh, also uh, want to express appreciation to the St. Mary's side of things, Brian Brownfield, the Sports Information Director for St. Mary's, arranging our pregame conversation with Assistant Coach Justin Joyner. So thanks to the St. Mary's side as well. So for all those folks, again, many thanks to you, Cougar Nation, for tuning in. Our final score tonight is BYU 52 and St. Mary's 43. Our next basketball game will come your way from the kennel up in Spokane, BYU and Gonzaga on Thursday, followed by BYU at San Francisco on Saturday from the Hilltop. And between now and all that, we'll have Coach Pope's show in Studio C Tuesday at 6.30 Mountain Time. And we hope you'll join us in the studio for that live broadcast as well. So after all of that being said, my name is Greg Grubel, saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. Live coverage of BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Vorkink, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director for Corporate Sponsorship, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.